0: Everybody, this is Vicki, and I am very glad to be back with you. I have an encouraging message that the Lord gave me about four o'clock in the morning yesterday morning, and I just wasn't able to get it all recorded in time to get it up yesterday, but it's, uh, it, it's amazing to me. God always... Because he's God. He always goes before us. He knows the things we need before we even know we need things. And uh, with all of the things that are going on in the world right now, in politics right now, in just everything that's going on, we need, as his people, if we have given our lives to the Lord and made Yeshua, Jesus Christ, our Savior, and our Lord, if we have chosen to do that. The Lord wants to be able to equip us and to keep us in a place of peace and confidence and trust in him. But things creep in from the world. There's a lot of stuff going on, as I said, and I'm reminded of the scripture where the Lord said that men's hearts would fail him in the last days because of the things they see coming on the earth. There's so much division. There's so much uh, anger. There's so much yucky stuff going on in the world. And there is, on top of all of it, there's all this deception about what's truth and what's not tr- what's not truth. And uh, and people people are just struggling. I get um, I get messages. I get emails from people that say they're afraid. They see what's going on. But then they hear like some of the messages that I've put out there that the Lord has given me about how time is short, about how uh, I think the last one was war is on the doorstep is what he said, and there are just there are different messages that he's given me that I put out there that let people know reminders that God is not going to be mocked. He's telling us our time is almost up. We're, we're getting so very close to the end, whether it's that we will die before he returns. The fact of the matter is none of us is going to live. None of us will live forever just in these bodies and everything's going to be okay. So we need to be prepared, but God wants us to walk through this time close to him and in peace in peace not the peace the world gives not getting peace because we've looked around and we and we hear oh now this person's in leadership and so they're going to make it all right and so now we have peace no that's not genuine peace genuine peace is only found in him because people are people people are frail people make mistakes people do things and and we don't have any control over that. And because we're flesh and blood, there's a lot of failing going on, a lot of lying, a lot of deception going on. And the enemy's always hard at work. He's the deceiver. He comes to rob, kill, and destroy. And that's what he wants to do to you, to me, and to everybody else. He wants to steal our peace. He wants to steal our hope and our confidence. But God has other plans. We just need to press into him. So, and I, uh, so yeah, on the 7th, yeah, at... About four o'clock in the morning, the Lord gave me a message. I'm going to read it to you. And then, um, oh, and then I'll just go from there (laughs) because I don't don't want to lose you all. Please hang on because there's some stuff coming. Okay, so here is the message. And I wrote it down because he told me to write it down. Sometimes he just speaks directly to me and out of my mouth, even when I'm... Even when I'm sharing with you, it's always astounding to me because things will just literally flow into and through me. And I'm always just, I'm always, as I said, astounded at how God just. If we'll, if we'll just yield ourselves to him and make sure it's him, if we'll just yield ourselves to him, we are his vessels. We're his hand, his feet, his mouth, mouthpiece in this world. We just have to be willing to surrender to him and stop trying to have our own way and stop trying to get recognition or, or trying to be, you know rich and famous or anything. We just need to focus on him and partner with him in what he wants to do. We need to be his vessels in this earth. That's, that's so important, you guys. Okay. So he gave me this, this one verse he's been talking to me a long time about. It's, uh, it's Isaiah 40 verse one, where he says, comfort, comfort ye my people. And so this is how he had me start. This is what he was speaking to me about when he gave me this message. And here's what he said. My little ones, as your eyes of understanding begin to open, you will be surprised by the many wondrous things you will see. Some of those things will be easy to take in while others will be more difficult to bear. Do not shrink back, beloved. Be courageous, for I will be right there with you. You believe in my power. Now trust in my love. Throughout the ages, I have watched my children tremble in fear at the ways of the enemy. I have seen many shrink back in an attempt to avoid the attacks, the rejection, the pain and suffering that a life given over to me will bring. Until they mature in their love for me and rest in my love for them, regardless of the circumstances they encounter, they will continually find themselves faced with the choice to turn away in fear or lean into my strength with courage. Be one who leans in, my beloved one. Lean in, I can bear your weight. I can carry your burdens. Do not turn away in fear. I can and will uphold you with my righteous right hand, so lean into me. Lean on my love for you. Remember Moses, my servant. He was afraid, afraid to speak, afraid to lead, afraid to fail. But I was with him as he obeyed me. I was with him when he opened his mouth to speak. And I was with him when he came to me for every need. I did not turn away. I did not reject or chide him. I was with him in every circumstance. I knew he needed me even more than he knew it. I never failed him, and I will never fail you. As you have believed in my power, will you now believe in my love? Remember Joshua. When he was given the responsibility I placed on his shoulders to complete the assignment I had given to Moses, I called him to be courageous, to be very courageous. It was no small task that I had given him. The burden of that responsibility was greater than anything he had ever carried. It required great confidence in in me to be faithful to my word. My word is always true, and my power is always sufficient to the task. Joshua had to be filled with courage to endure what he faced, but I was there to see him through, just as I will be there with you for every moment you need my strength, comfort, And direction. You also be strong. You also be courageous. Very courageous. I will not throw you to the wolves, beloved. I will be with you in the trials. I will give you all of the strength you will need to accomplish every task and overcome every hardship you face. Stay with me and I will be right there beside you, watching over you with care. I will give you the comfort you need as you lean into me. Look to me for strength. Look to me for peace. Look to me for comfort. Look to me for wisdom, direction, and hope. Place your trust in my love no matter what you see. Look closer, gaze intently into my holiness, and you will see the beauty of my love as never before. If you lean into me, you will discover that I have never failed those who trust in me and who keep my commandments. You will see that I always keep my word. You will see that no weapon formed against those who have surrendered to me ever prospers. You will see that my supply of strength, power, wisdom, and courage is endless. You will see that I cannot be stopped, and I will not be denied the fulfillment of my promises. You will see that I am always faithful to my word. You will see that I am the I am, and I am always alert always on time and always more than enough for every obstacle you face as you ponder my words and read the stories of my power love and faithfulness to my children and for my little ones you see that i have never failed i am the god who healed and delivered them fought for with and alongside of them i am the one who made the way as they traveled on their journeys through life As I said to Joshua that I would be with him just as I had been with Moses, so I now say to you, keep my word, walk in my ways, and I will be with you. Do not fear the future. Lean into me, and I will take you through day by day, and at times you will see me right there in the circumstances in the moment. The closer you come to me, the greater you surrender, the clearer your vision will become, beloved. So lay aside the doubt. Trust in me. Lean into me and be very courageous. Again, I say to you, as I have said in the past, I will be with you always. I will never leave you nor forsake you. These are my promises to you. If you will continue to surrender your life to me, you will not always understand. And that is as it should be. You are not the creator. I am. And I understand it all. That is as it should be. You be courageous enough to believe that I will be with you as you follow me. Be courageous enough to believe that I will always keep my word. Be courageous enough to know that I love you and have all the provision you will ever need. Be courageous enough to know that your surrender to me will cause your cup to overflow with the abundance of my love for you so that you cannot contain it. You have read of my power. You have read of my love. Be courageous, my little ones. I will see you through. And he had me sign it for him, Abba, fa, Abba, Yah. Okay, you guys, now I know I'm at the end of that message, but I do want to talk to you for just a minute. First of all, there are a lot of people that uh, are out there still. And if you're in the body of Christ, this is our responsibility. If you're in the body of Christ, we need to be calling people to Christ. Uh, A lot of people, there are just a lot of people that are searching right now, and they're falling into all kinds of deception. They're falling, there's a lot of Satanism and uh, just a whole bunch of stuff going on out there. There's a lot of rebellion. Um, I look at our young generation and my heart breaks for them because they've been taught so many lies, so many lies that, that they're just angry and going at it full force. And they, they need, they need the Lord. And so many of them are being taught that there's not, Jesus isn't even real or that it's just, you know, a weak, it's, uh, what's the thing? Some people say a crutch. He's just like a crutch. Well, I know my Lord. I know Yeshua, the Messiah. I know that he's not a crutch. I know that he is more wonderful and stronger and more powerful and wiser and more determined, fiercer, more passionate for us than we could possibly imagine. There is nothing about him that is weak It takes great, great love to go and pay for, with your very life, people who will never accept you. That takes great love. Um, There's just so much that's awesome about him, but our job in the body of Christ and, and we're not doing it very well. I don't think we're still doing a lot of infighting. We're still doing, and the world looks at us and says, I don't want anything to do with those guys. They're nuts. They believe stuff that's not even true. And look there, if they're God's so wonderful, why are they always fighting? Why are they all, why can't they all agree? Why can't they get along? So our first call, as the body of Christ, is to draw close to the Lord, to lay down our weapons of war with one another and do what do what Yeshua Jesus said. He said, they're going to know the world. People are going to know us by our love. So we have to come out of the division and the infighting. Satan doesn't want us to come out of that. As long as he can keep us fighting amongst ourselves, we're not going to do what the Lord's called us to do. And if we try, people are going to look at us and call us a bunch of hypocrites. We don't even love each other. How on earth are people going to think that we're going to actually truly love them? And what kind of God do we really have anyway, if this is what he approves of? Because people, whether we like it or not, look at us and decide what they think about the Lord Based on how you and I act, so as the body of Christ, we must. I, I am praying for all of us. We must come to the place where our love for our Father is first and foremost, uh, the most important thing to us, and the thing that we pursue, the hardest, and our love for one another is right there alongside of it, because that's what, that's what the Lord said when He was. That's what Yeshua said when He was approached by by the man who wanted to know what the two greatest commandments were or what the greatest commandment was. And, and Yeshua put them both up there. He said to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So we start, hopefully we start right here in the body. Uh, we need to stop. I'm, I'm just going to say this to all of the leaders in the body that are not humble and, uh, you know, it's so funny because a lot of times we think we're humble and the Lord has to show us we're not at all humble. So even when I say that, I say that with great trepidation because it's so easy to be deceived and to think we're humble when we're really full of pride. But we have to start in, we have to come to a place of humility and stop seeking position and stop seeking power and authority and all of that. You guys, I just, I want to tell you the Lord, uh, a number of years ago asked me, Because I was being, I was in a place where there was, I was going to be ordained and I was after this, but it was a while after this and it didn't really matter because the question the Lord put before me is whose authority do you want man's or mine? Whose authority is more important to you? Man's authority or my authority? And for me, it really and truly was a no-brainer. I, I want God's authority in my life. If I'm going to be out there in the body of Christ and out in the world calling people to Christ, if I'm going to be representing the Lord in a specific uh, body, a position of authority, then I want it to be God's authority because man's authority is nothing. It truly means nothing to me. So you guys, if you're a leader in the body of Christ and you're all, ask the Lord. He'll, um, oh my gosh, he will absolutely show you. And I know because he showed me. He will absolutely show you if you can just humble yourself enough to go to him and ask him, Lord, is there, where's the pride in my life? Where am I thinking more highly of myself than I should? Ask him to help you see it and ask him to help you get to the place where you really are walking in humility and, uh, not thinking that you're just all this wonderfulness because you're not. (laughs) Only the Lord is. (laughs) Thank you, Father. That was good. (laughs) Okay, you guys. So that's the first step. And now, now I've spoken to the uh I've spoken to the leadership here in this just now and I don't know how many people will see this video probably I don't have a lot of followers I'm not really concerned about numbers but I hope that the people that do follow or do you know check out the video will take that to the Lord in prayer if if you're in leadership I do I please do that ask him to help you see what you need to see about yourself and then the next thing is speaking to the body, you guys in the body, all of us were, my goodness sakes, we've been so blessed because we have a father who loves us so much that he sent his son and Yeshua didn't just come. He came and lived a life that was completely free of sin. And he led, a, a he left a beautiful example. He showed us how we're supposed to live. And then because we're these weak people, vessels. We're still just flesh and blood, weak vessels because we are. He went, uh, back and told his disciples before he left that he was going to go back to father, but he said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send you another comforter and he'll be with you and in you. And, and he said in other scripture in John, he said, uh, if you'll remain in me, then I'll remain in you. And my father and I will come and live with you and we will send the spirit of truth to be with you and in you so so first step let's humble ourselves we've had way too much fighting in the body of Christ we look at other we look at denominations or non-denominations or we look at house churches or we look at we just look at so many different things and we get all puffed up and think well what I do is better than that or I'm my gosh I would never go there because they blah 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 let God sort that out. Love each other enough to see that it's not about a denomination. It's not about a doctrine that you have that they don't have or any of that. It is not your job to run out and fix the whole body of Christ. It is absolutely your job and mine to pray when we see someone who's in error. That's our first responsibility. If it is to go beyond that, the Lord says we have to be very careful that we when we go to a brother or a sister who's in, in error that we do it in humility so that that same thing doesn't come on us. So, so that's just a word of encouragement. Encourage one another. We need the encouragement from one another. We don't, um, we have enough opposition out there Coming against us because we love the Lord, because we're trying to walk with the Lord. We have enough opposition coming against us, and we're not living in reality if we don't realize that that opposition is just going to increase. It absolutely is going to increase. So make the decision today that you are going to love the body of Christ, as you never have before. Care about the body of Christ. The Lord cares about his body and we are his body. We need to love him first and love one another as we love ourselves. And then the next step is, um, that I want to talk to the people that may be watching that don't know the Lord at all, that have never made a decision to give their lives to him. You know, I've tried to make this video three times. This is probably of all of the things that everything that, everything the Lord's given me to say is important, but this is, this is really important as well. If you're somebody that does not know the Lord, if you have wondered about Christianity, and I don't even want to say Christianity, if you have wondered about Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus, the Christ, if you've wondered about a relationship, wondered if you could be forgiven, wondered if God would even want you because of all of the things you've done or because you've lived so many years without him and ignored him. And and if you have thought, well, maybe he's just really mad at me. He doesn't want anything to do with me. Let me just tell you this. The Lord didn't come just to pay for so many of your sins. He came to pay for all of them. He didn't come to to just pay for the first 10 years of your life and then, whoop, well, you went past that or the first 20 or 30 or 40 or even 50 or 60 or 70 years of your life. But then now you're older than that. And so your time's up. He didn't, that's not how the Lord works. He came knowing full well that you were going to sin, you were going to fall short of the glory of God, that you needed a Savior. Father sent him. Father sent him. God sent him to come and be the payment for you and for me. There's a book in the Bible called uh, the book of Isaiah. If you don't have a Bible, you might want to get one and get one that's easy to read. Don't get one that's a good interpretation of it. You know, my gosh, (laughs) if you want to know what a good Bible is, you can write to me or find a solid Christian that's not, you know, just reading. Anyway, get a Bible, read the book of Isaiah, the 53rd chapter. In that chapter, the Lord is described what he would be like when he came, how he would be rejected, how he would be tortured, how he was going to be killed, how he was going to be paying for your sins and mine, how he was going to be paying for us to be able to have peace, um, how he was going to be rejected by people. And it's just, it's a, very intense chapter. But one of the things that it says in there is that in that chapter is that it was God's will to crush him. It was God's will to send him. The Lord, his dad, his father knew full well that he was going to be killed. And it's why He sent him so that he could pay for our sins, yours and mine and everybody else's who would receive him as Lord and Savior. He came to pay for that. So long before you were ever born, before you were ever even conceived in your parents' mind, a couple of thousand years ago, there is someone who came and got up on a cross after he lived a life of absolute purity, having done nothing wrong nothing wrong, who, who willingly laid down his life. And he even says in scripture, he says, nobody takes my life from me. I lay it down myself. So he could have at any point in time stopped what was going to happen to him, but he did not because his love for father, God was that great. And his love for you is that he went on to say after he was after he died and and rose again he went on or it was before I'm sorry lord <laughs> he went on to say that he wasn't oh it was before when he was talking in the book of John when he went on to say I am not going to leave you without comfort you heard me say this in the video a few minutes ago I'm not going to I'm going to send you another comforter so the lord has fully equipped us and he also said and it also says in scripture that Jesus, after he died, Yeshua, after he died and ascended to, went back to heaven to be with his father. It says that he is seated at the right hand of God, interceding for you and for me. That is love. You are that important to him. So maybe you have done things that a lot of other people haven't done, or maybe you feel like you haven't done that many bad things at all. Scripture says, One sin, it only takes one sin and we've fallen short of being able to be with Father. So we all have sinned. We all have completely blown it in one way or another by sinning even one time and way more than one time. But God loved you so much that he chose to send his son who lived that perfect sinless life, who got up on that cross by his own Choice because that's what his father told him to do. And let me tell you something a lot of people say, Well, yeah, but he was God, Jesus was God. It says in scripture, several times the Lord prayed and asked Father because he knew what was going to happen to him and he had never sinned and he knew he was going to have to bear the weight of all of that. He asked Father several times, Isn't there another way? Can't you, isn't there just another way? And then he went on to say to him, But even if there's not, no matter what, I want what you want to happen. So he went to that cross knowing that he was choosing to lay his life down in obedience to his father in heaven, who loved you so much that he sent him in the first place, that he sent Yeshua in the first place to pay for your sin and mine. So there you go. You know, guys, there's people talk a lot about there being a a sinner's prayer. People say, well, you know, did they say the sinner's prayer? Let me tell you something. The sinner's prayer is not what takes you into heaven. <laughs> and another thing is there is no sinner's prayer in the Bible. It is literally that you're a sinner and you need to go to God and ask him to forgive you for your sins. Use your own words. Talk to him. He created you. He knows you better than you even know yourself. So just go to him and ask him to forgive you for your sins. Tell him that you want and accept and receive Yeshua HaMashiach, or in English we say Jesus, we accept Jesus, the Christ, the, the true Messiah. We accept him. Tell Father God you're sorry for your sins and you accept Jesus payment for what you've done, ask him to forgive you, and then take the very next step, which is to truly say, father, here's my life. You gave me, there's nothing about me that would even exist. I wouldn't be able to breathe or think or talk or smell or eat, or my heart wouldn't beat or my ears. I wouldn't be able to hear, or there's nothing about me that exists except that you allowed it to exist and you ultimately created it. So Father, take this life you gave me and do whatever you want to do with it. Help me learn how to hear you. Help me learn how to understand you. Please send your spirit to me to teach me too. Because you say in your word, and this is the truth. You say in your word, Lord Jesus, you said that uh, when your Holy Spirit comes to be with us, that we don't even have to have a human being teach us. If If it came down to where you were on a... Desert island all by yourself. Nobody there but you and the birds and the fish in the sea. Holy Spirit is able to teach you and it says in scripture, Jesus said, Holy Spirit doesn't say anything of his own but only what he hears Father God say. So God communicates with you through that precious spirit that Jesus paid a huge price for you to be able to enjoy in this life. All of your sin whatever it is, can be forgiven. All of it. Just go to the Lord and ask him to forgive you and tell him you want Jesus to be your Lord and savior and ask him to send his spirit. There you go. It's not a hard thing. You can use your own words. This is you guys, this is about a relationship with the one who made you. Yes. It's important that we know what's in the Bible. And that's why I said, get a Bible, start reading. If you don't understand, ask the Lord to to begin to teach you things and he will find someone that really does love the Lord that knows the word to help you. You know, there's God will put people in your life. He'll put resources in front of you to help you learn and grow and ask the Lord to help you not be deceived by all of the fluffy frou-frou stuff that has nothing to do with him. Cause there's a lot of wacky stuff out there, but tell father you want his, You want what he has for you to know. You want to walk in that place with him where it's the intimacy of the relationship between the two of you and he will take you there. Just follow his lead. I know this was, I don't even have any idea. Oh my gosh, I'm already at 20. Oh my gosh, I'm already, I can't even see that. I have my glasses on. I'm past 20 minutes and I was going to try to keep this short. I'm coming up on half an hour. I hope you all were able to stay with me. Please share this video. If you know somebody who. Needs the Lord and doesn't know Him yet. Share Him for that part. If you know somebody who uh, is in the church and leadership that's not walking in humility, share Him. Share it with them. If you know somebody that is struggling with fear and worry and dread about what's going on, share the video because God's message is in there of comfort and encouragement for all of us to be courageous. Mm-hmm. God bless you guys. I will be back when the Lord sends me back. Until then. Draw close to him. Pray over everything you see, everything you hear, everything you read. Ask the Lord what's him and what's not, and ask him to bless you, not to be deceived, but to hear him and know him well. Thanks so much. Love you guys. I'll talk to you later, okay? Bye for now.